If you're busy, especially if you're working on a day job to sponsor your passion and you have family and social commitments, it can seem almost impossible to find time to create awesome core content, let alone marketing content. But I have really good news for you. That's this week on the Fuse Chamber Podcast. You're listening to the Fuse Chamber Podcast, where you get the elite mindsets and skills to ignite your voice and build your audience. I'm your host, Chris Williams, and I want to help you live the life you really want. Hey guys, welcome back and thank you for joining. How do you find time to create the seemingly massive quantity of content that audiences demand? But first, let's remember why we're here. To create the next generation of leaders in arts, business, and community. To create an elite tribe of powerful, successful professionals who redefine how artists and entrepreneurs can do what they really want to do with their lives, full of passion and without compromise. I'll show you who you have to become in order to win. And I'll be here to inspire you each and every week so that you stay inspired and stay driven. This investment of 15 minutes a week will create habits that forever change your life and career. I think we all know that these days your biggest problem is not access or tools. It's the noise. There's so much content out there and you have to figure out how to make yours stand out above the rest. So volume or the frequency with which you publish new stuff is not only an expectation of your audience, but it's the key to finding and building an audience in the first place. You have to have a lot of lines in the water. Experiment with what works until you find a pace and a voice that's not only authentic, but draws people to you, your brand or your product. But in this era where most artists are expected to need a day job to finance the side gig, it's probably harder than ever to find that time to engage and produce content, much less to increase the quantity to insane modern expectations. Or is it? The secret is to make your daily working life your content. Your daily routine, your habits, your commute, your lineups, making dinner, doing the dishes, changing the furnace filter, going to shows, finding a parking spot, contemplating your art, your future, or the universe, practicing your craft. When you add your unique voice to the mixture, any of the above would be considered captivating by your true fans. So really, the only overhead involved is making the habit or committing to just pulling your phone out or your camera and pressing record as you engage in life the way you normally would. Now, if not the time commitment, or the sheer volume of content involved, many would still be unwilling to do this because it involves exposing your life to the world, and therefore the possibility of rejection, right? So this, of course, plagues the artist anytime they think about unleashing their creations. But when we think about it with this kind of frequency, it might seem even worse. I won't have time to script all this, to rehearse all this, to polish it to my quality standards. Well, The good news is nobody cares. So yes, you may still have certain kinds of content that you really want to carefully craft, and you should keep doing that. But this, what I'm talking about today, 
is about giving your audiences access to your raw, unedited life, your routine, your process, your thoughts, as it happens. And all it costs is the click of a button and a little bit of courage. If you're not good at impromptu delivery, at going unscripted, and I'm not, you will get good. I used to have to start live streams and then cancel them three to five times because I would jitter and flub the opening frames, so I'd stop it, restart it, delete it. And with repetition, though, you get comfortable. And with comfort, you get good. People aren't as fussy about production quality when it comes to things like live streams or tweets or candid photos. And yeah, you should try to stay like out of the wind that can mess up your audio recording or get your thumb off the camera lens and avoid making too many rapid movements with your camera hand. But aside from that, nobody really cares if you don't look your best. If the neighbor photo bombs you, you flub a line, repeat yourself, you stammer for a minute, you'll learn what works and what doesn't work in terms of quality. And by the way, don't forget, most live stream platforms like Snapchat or Instagram stories have disappearing content. So even if you make a bit of a mess of it, it's not even going to be there in 24 hours. And of course, you can always delete it if you really need to. All right. So have I convinced you to have the courage to give this a try? If so, what exactly should you be documenting? Well, I mean, it could be ironing the laundry as long as you have something interesting to say while you're doing it. It's not really the ironing that's interesting, but let me give you some more concrete ideas. So let's say you just had a great conversation with a workmate or a friend or a mentor. You walk out of the meeting room, you could sit down, or even on your walk back to the elevator, you could pop your camera out, turn it on, and start streaming a summary of that conversation, your key takeaways, the big inspirations or revelations that you got from it. Or scratch that, you're at home tonight, and you're practicing the piano, practicing the guitar, just noodling around and trying some things, capture it. Capture yourself writing. I just took a picture of me writing this podcast as I was writing it. And hey, don't forget, if something interesting or exciting happens in your environment, in your neighborhood, nearby, get the camera out. If there's nothing new or fascinating going on today, then just pop the camera out and take people for a tour of your office, your home, your venue, your neighborhood. If you're traveling, Document your travels with your camera and use wait or captive times at places like train stations, airports, bus stations, lineups. It's a great time to pop it out, record and post. If you're in a new environment or you see something really inspiring, go ahead and share it. By making a practice of any of these, something really important and really useful happens along the way. As you create more content, especially knowing that content on platforms like Snapchat, like Instagram or Facebook stories, are disappearing, you realize that the thing doesn't need to be perfect in order to capture it and publish it. People don't care about perfection. They want engagement. And that means frequency of communication, involved communication, and inspired, fun, or interesting conversation. Oscar-worthy, it need not be. And when you remove that kind of expectation or burden of quality, it's much easier to produce more stuff more often. So what tools or preparation do you need in order to do this? Well, aside from a smartphone and an Instagram account, a Snapchat account, a Facebook account, the one thing that I would do is know your theme for the week. So that way you can muse over content all week long and sometimes a conversation pops up in your head, so film it, start talking. If a longer form theory emerges as you're thinking, Dictate it. Capture it. Maybe you just need some visuals for memes or infographics. Shoot it. 
As you pass something symbolic in your daily life, snap a picture of it. So know what your theme is for the week. Maybe this week you want to be thinking about inspiration, or maybe you're thinking about a big change. Maybe you're just thinking about the state of the world that we live in. Try and have a theme, the things that you think you want to talk about this week. Now, can it change as the week goes by? Absolutely. That's what inspiration is for. So in the event that the muse does strike and moves you to talk about something you had not planned on, same thing. Pop the camera out, start filming. But I like having a theme because then I'm ready. I know what I'm looking for. So this week, I know I'm looking for an image of, let's say, a typewriter. So every time I pass by a place that might have one, I got my camera ready. I pop in. Hopefully, I get my shot by the end of the week. Now, as you guys know, I love to use Dragon Anywhere for dictation. You can use Siri as well, but I find the only advantage really the Dragon Anywhere has is that it doesn't have a 30-second or one-minute cap. So it doesn't shut off halfway through your conversation. When I use Dragon Anywhere, I have it automatically saved to Evernote so that once the note is captured, it's instantly available anywhere where I have a web browser that could be my laptop, somebody else's tablet, phone, it doesn't matter. It is anywhere I can get access to my Evernote account. Now, dictation is probably four to five times faster than typing. As long as you're in a quiet environment with a network connection, that's my preferred method of capturing just ideas. Obviously, if you're thinking more on the video side as opposed to, let's say, the blog post side, then you're just going to stick with your regular old camera. So really, all you need, you don't need a fancy camera. All you need is your smartphone. Now, let's assume you're in a place where cameras are forbidden for whatever reason. It could be anything from like a public place where they don't want cameras, or it could be uh, in the car where you're not supposed to have your cell phone out always taking selfies. So I have a little portable recorder that I can speak into that doesn't require you know, logging in or any special attention, I just turn the power button on, hit the record button, and it just records me talking, and I can transcribe it later. Now, this is just for capturing ideas, obviously. Now, if neither of those are available, I would write or tap a note wherever I happen to be on my phone, on a piece of paper, just to remind me of my main thoughts so I can elaborate and transcribe them later. Now, in terms of video capture, if you're at home or at the office, just keep a tripod handy. Pick a favorite location for shooting video, or simply hold the phone as you walk about. Use Instagram Live, Snapchat, Periscope, Facebook Live, or you can shoot it and store it on your phone or your camera roll and post it later. It's really simple. There's not really a lot of new technology or special skills involved. Now, people appreciate and are magnetized to content that involves them. Things that inspire people to tune in often, watch more carefully, and engage, build liking and trust with audiences. So the standard methods I did not invent, and they won't be surprising, but they're worth noting. You could film yourself walking, working, thinking, whatever, and just take questions from your audience. Most live stream apps allow the audience members to just throw in a comment or pop in a quick question. So pay attention as they're coming up, read them and answer some of them as best you can. Or you could ask questions of your audience and let them react and read their answers out loud. Or you could do that in a podcast or an offline video. You could take requests, live or offline. You could ask people for opinions or inputs to your work. So if you're a band, you could have your audience create and help form your set list, for example. If you're an artist, you could be making a decision about which pictures to hang where. You could ask your audience which one looks better. Get them involved. You could offer challenges or contests or giveaways of some kind. Mention followers by name. If they're 
kindly enough to engage in your live streams and not just watch, but ask questions or make comments, they'll sometimes ask for a shout out, give them one. If you've never done this before, or if you're in doubt, check out the people and brands that you follow and love and see how they do it. Copy their technique, but not their content, and make it your own. Now look, this kind of content posting and routine is an important habit that at least as of this writing is an essential ingredient for gaining and retaining followers using social media. So what I'm finding is that the practice of turning the camera on while I'm thinking through ideas creates the long-form content that I eventually turn into podcasts, videos, or articles. So this habit actually primes the creative engine for me. If you feel like it's too invasive, though, remember, you can always shut the camera off and dial back on the frequency of engagement. But I think we can agree that a hallmark of our age is including our audiences in a more intimate way and involving them in your creative process and daily journey is not only interesting, but it's a time-effective and low-overhead way to get that done. Folks, thanks for listening. You can reach out at FuseChamber.com or find me on Twitter at FuseChamber. Come in for some more insight and coaching next week.